I I discovered a great new show uh, last weekend where I watched ACC Live on the ACC Network where Andrea Adelson and our friend David Hale, oh, they're both our friends, I know both, uh, were like, I mean, laying it down. I loved the show, and I loved the vibe of the show. Uh, Andrea Adelson is joining us here to talk a little ACC football. First of all, thank you very much for uh, for doing this. I do. I dig the show. I think you guys are naturals. Thank you. I appreciate that. The check is in the mail. No, 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 so. no, no, no. no. Uh, but really, uh, I thought a, a fun, snappy show. Uh, I saw a report that uh, SMU raised $100 million in seven game, seven days to help finance their, um, you know, entrance into the ACC because they're not going to take any media money for the first nine years. By contract, don't they have to give half of that to Florida State? <laughs> Well, hey, don't forget, this is in addition to the $200 million their boosters have already pledged to help them cover the difference uh, for uh, not taking any television money. So uh, I'm sure at some point Florida State is going to come after it because ratings and marketability. Um, But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, um, I know SMU is very thrilled to publicize as uh, much as they can about how rich they are. Uh, and about how much this money is going to help them in the ACC. We'll see, though. I'm all. That's fine. You know, celebrate what you can celebrate, right? We want. I'd love to see SMU be a good uh, be a good partner for the league and help raise the profile of the league and get us into new markets. All of that would be great. Uh, the whole thing does feel Ponzi schemeish, but that's another story uh, altogether. Andrea Adelson of the uh, of ESPN is joining us here. All right, let me start with a couple of locals uh, quickly. Uh, North Carolina. I mean, it wasn't Drake May's best. There were a lot of good things, but the two interceptions were kind of really. Uh, but North Carolina's three and zero. They've played, I think, a very challenging opening schedule for them, and now they're going to Pitt, who has looked. I can't even explain how badly Pitt has looked through uh, through three weeks of the season. Um, North Carolina has a chance to really get some to start stacking wins as we get deeper into the season. Yeah, they really do, and um, you know it's not a good thing if your opponent talks about how um, bad your quarterback is. That's exactly what happened with Pitt uh, the other night, uh, losing yeah. to West Virginia, and then West Virginia basically making fun of Dolchakovic. Not good. Uh, for Pitt, and they put out their depth chart today, and Phil Dracovic remains uh, atop the, the, the quarterback right. room. But, of course, as you know, um, Pitt has not traditionally been an easy place to play and no. win. Um, and it's a night game uh, on ACC Network. Crazy things tend to happen between Pitt and North Carolina. I yep. don't know why. Um, but, but things where you uh, expect one thing to happen uh, doesn't always happen. So even though Pitt has looked really bad, um, I'm not quite ready to just, you know, guarantee an automatic W for North Carolina uh, in this game. Uh, although it appears that that is probably what should happen. Uh, but you're right. Um, you know, this has been a good start to the season. Two Power Five non-conference wins mm-hmm. is always good, uh, especially one against the SEC. Um, while they continue to try and get uh, the chemistry on offense new coordinator we all know that obviously the offensive line I think has had some ups and downs uh, and not having Tez Walker or Nate McCollum really for the first two games we just got our first glimpse at Nate McCollum so I still think that offense is a work in progress right now considering the changes that they made in the offseason but 
uh, you look at this pit matchup, and then I believe after uh, they've got Syracuse, which has looked good too, and then they get Miami. So um, the, a more challenging, I think, as the schedule goes. But uh, considering that the defense has looked improved, um, that's what mm-hmm. we needed to see out of North Carolina to start the year. Um, I think things are trending in the right direction for this team. Andrea Adelson from ESPN is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Yes, UNC, Pitt, or anybody at Pitt uh, has always been uh, a roll of the dice, but um, Pitt's going to have to run the ball effectively at Carolina. Minnesota did. App State did. On the low, I'm not sure that Carolina's win over Appalachian State wasn't the best win that they've got. Uh, I think App is exceptional. Uh, Before I get to the other local who is off to a very good start, give me the significance of 8-5 and combined versus the SEC and the Big Ten. Well, I think if you take out Virginia and Virginia Tech, which I guess you can't really do that no. um, if you're the ACC, but the the four Power Five games those teams have lost, I don't think anybody expected them to win. So it looks a little bit better yeah. uh, when you remove them from the equation. It's obviously significant. I was actually just having a conversation with my editor about this. You know, the ACC took so many lumps throughout this offseason and has taken lumps over the last couple of football seasons because they haven't really been able to win these marquee non-conference games. And then all of this realignment stuff happens and people think this league is on the verge of falling apart. So to change that narrative through the first three weeks to have good wins against the SEC, whether it's Florida State and against LSU or Miami against A&M, we all know the ACC needs those two teams in particular to be really good. And so far they're both undefeated. I know it's early. But that's big for the ACC. Uh, as I just mentioned, Carolina having two of those against the Big Ten uh, and the SEC. That, that's important when you've got Drake May coming back. And, and that's a player that, um, that you know needs to, to be somebody to have a good season for the ACC. Um, you know, this is all, of course, happening where Clemson appears to not be so great. Mm-hmm. So I think the best case scenario is if Clemson was also really good with these other teams that are undefeated. Um, but in terms of what that non-conference record looks like, I mean, how much have we harped on the ACC's behind? It's going to be $30 million per year, SEC and Big Ten. Well, they're beating SEC and Big Ten teams um, so far in this non-conference schedule. Uh, And I just think that's huge from a narrative and perception standpoint for the ACC. Yeah, we'll see how long it takes for it to take. (laughs) So because it has been a good start and Clemson's loss, we would not be complaining had Clemson won that game uh, over Duke. I think that Duke looks the part of a very good top 20 football team in the country. I mean, in retrospect, we may be looking back and say, you know what? Duke's just good because that's what they look. They look like a good football team to me. They look really good. I had them in my top 15 this week in our ESPN power rankings on my ballot that I had to submit in my power overall ACC power rankings. I had them ahead ahead of Florida state because they looked better than Florida state. I know who the opponent was, but shoot, Boston college and Northwestern pretty much the same. If we're talking about (laughs) how those teams have played, right. Right. Uh, The beginning part of the season. So for Duke to be able to do what they did uh, this past week, Florida state, maybe not so much, but also what they did to Clemson um, in the fashion in which they did it. Um, it, I, I believe this is a, a team that maybe people still are underrating. I, I think, you know, I, I saw Bill Connolly, our terrific um, stat guru for us, who does this 
S and P and all sorts of great things well above my head. Cause I can't like add two and two together. <laughs> um, but you know, he ranked the undefeated teams that are remaining and Duke was fairly low compared to where I thought they should be. Um, and again, I don't know if it's because it's hard to get used to saying Duke is a top 15 team mm-hmm. uh, or because they just beat, you know, an FCS and a really bad Northwestern right. team. And so all they have to hang their head on is Clemson. But, Right now, all Florida State has to hang their hat on is LSU. Um, so, you know, you could make an argument that, that Duke has looked the part better than anybody in the ACC right now in terms of the way they've handled their business um, and handled their opponents. So, um, you know, uh, it's going to be a tough road test. I know UConn lost their starting quarterback, but this is a better team. We saw that against NC State um, a few weeks yeah. ago. Uh, and then potentially undefeated Notre Dame coming into town with undefeated Duke. College game day. Seeing this before the season started. <laughs> I know we we asked Riley Leonard in that show, give us your pitch for college game day. I saw, I saw Notre that. Notre Dame and Duke are undefeated, so it, it could happen. I was surprised he answered it. I really was surprised he answered it because everybody is conditioned to not look, you know, you know, further ahead than tomorrow. Uh, so I was really surprised that he uh, that he answered it. Andrea Adelson, I know we have about uh, 60 seconds left here, so let me just ask you this. We have been looking for the football brands to become football powers in this league for a while. It's been 15 years, right? Miami is off to a great start. There's no better brand in the ACC for football than Miami. Again, the significance of that in your mind. Florida State would argue with you about brands in the ACC, but that's a different conversation. Got it. Obviously, because last year was a disaster for Miami, right? I mean, there was all this optimism and hope with native son Mario Cristobal coming back, and uh, they were, what, preseason choice to play in the ACC championship Mm -hmm. game? Uh, And then to go 5-7 and with losses to Middle Tennessee and some of the other teams that they lost to, um, not good. And a lot of questions about Miami going into this offseason, but I visited with Mario Cristobal multiple times. And he was super optimistic because they were able to turn over the roster, turn over the coaching staff, and bring in guys and coaches that they believe could play to their strengths. And at least so far, again, it's early. Um, it appears that Miami is buying in. The players are working hard. They're believing Tyler Van Dyke looks like the Tyler Van Dyke of 2021. Yep. And again, we talk about what Miami could be. They're at Temple. They've got Georgia Tech. They could be undefeated going into play at Carolina. Uh, in a few weeks. And Carolina could be undefeated in that game, too. Um, so that's one to keep an eye on. Um, and, and it would be absolutely huge for the ACC if if Miami and if Florida State continue on this uh, upward trajectory that we've seen to start the year. We won't talk about Stanford's home loss to Sacramento no. State. Andrea no. Adelson, I pre- we'll just go back and talk more about the $100 million raised by SMU. Andrea <laughs> Adelson from ESPN. I appreciate your time. ACC Live. Check it out on ACC Network. Uh, it's great. I appreciate it, and we'll talk again. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me again. Thank you very much. Andrea Adelson from ESPN.